2: It's Monday at 11 a.m. It's time for mix Shots. And Mickey finally has his (laughs) headset on inside the SWBC Podcast Studio. He has some technical difficulties, but we didn't want to talk to Mickey anyway Mm -hmm. because it is the day after a Cowtown Marathon in which Everson Walls ran
3: through the streets of Fort Worth and... Came away victorious. Ladies right? and gentlemen, you just don't know how tough it was yesterday. It was like World War II out there. Guys. <laughs> you know, it's funny. 26.2 miles is a long way to mm-hmm. run. Ever, fact, so is 13.1, which is where I went, <laughs> okay. and it was brutal. I don't know. As much as you can train, it just never seems like it's enough training because when you hit the pay- pavement – it's, it just it just wears you down. From from step one, you're like, oh okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, you can just feel it in your bones. So do you start going too fast? No, no, no. no <laughs> you didn't have to worry about that. No, I was I was. <laughs> I, I, I I started off slow, but I ended real, even slower. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but but when you start running, you know, you, it's almost like you have this grudge against someone because there's always that one person you see them all the time. You know, is you like, oh, they got me and they oh, how'd they get past me? And like, mm-hmm. I gotta pass them. You know, so it kinda of becomes this little thing, right? And so I had to I had to file a complaint on this one dude man to file a complaint yeah I mean you know he had an unnecessary advantage I mean he was he was he had wheels he was on the wheelchair <laughs> you can't you know when he goes down the hill bro I can't catch that guy you know what I mean but up the hill you know just as soon as somebody to catch him he goes down the hill he is, he is flying, flying. Like, you, you know that's not, an unfair advantage it's you know? not a flat course oh no it was it seemed to do this the whole time uh-huh. At the whole time and like I said that that guy in the wheelchair he had an unfair advantage that was not cool. <laughs> It was yeah. nice running weather, though, like wasn't it? it? It was good running weather, yeah. And, now, you and had a toboggan on. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you had it at the end. I mean, you you, you tweeted out a picture. Oh, and oh You had it, some
3: headwear on. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. no, that was just a pullover. No, it was just a, right. a pullover. Yeah. Oh, Duncanville. That was a pullover. It was the Duncanville, oh, okay. the Duncanville Panthers, the, the state champions. I, okay. I had well, one of their hats on. Because what. I didn't think, how long does it take for you? Because it wasn't that cold
2: yesterday, It right? was not. But it no. you know,
3: started off. Yeah, yeah it, was right. about, it was in the 40s once you started off. But I, I finishes,
2: just know back when I could jog. I mean, it would have to. I'm I'm taking off the pullover, everything. Yeah. Well, well, unless it's 35 what degrees, do. that's yeah. what they, you
3: that's got. Right. People undressing as they run, uh-huh. and then it, there was it one doesn't take long there. at all. You yeah. start heating up, and she's she's collecting those people that throw mm-hmm. things, and they, I guess she must have brought it back to the finish line or something for the guys. They actually know? do that. I I saw one lady doing that. She was dressed as a dairy cow. Yeah, so it was was, was pretty cool. But I mean, like I said, you you start you start doing. uh, I (laughs) got that. You you start you you really start competing against like certain individuals. You know, the wheelchair dude he pissed me off, Uh and then you had uh, man, dude. This uh, this lady ran by me. She was old, man. She had to be like. 55, 56. And That's young. <laughs> she looked at Uh But she, a hunchback. You know, she had the curve in her back, yeah, and yeah. she's running. And I'm like, I can take this chick. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and she left me. Uh, Everybody's going uphill. She's the only one that didn't walk going up this particular hill. Mm. I mean, dude, I I joke, but she had to be close to 70 years old, Mm. and she was killing me. So, you know, for a moment she and I had that Chris Paul moment. To where, you know, uh-huh. she looks like she's just fast walking, yep. and I'm actually jogging, and she's still <laughs> kicking my ass. So, no, jogging is very humbling, brothers, very, very humbling. I don't know how many people pass me with baby carts, uh-huh. you know, twins even. I hear Like, you. okay, I never saw them again. They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. They kept going, and they kicked my ass.
1: Maybe they were only doing a half
3: marathon. I mean, I half. was too. No, a half of a half of uh, like a time. No, 5K, there were only 5K. two races oh. at that time: full <laughs> and half. Okay. And I'm like, damn, I never saw them again. You so was your
2: time better than last year? It was okay, but well, well, but
3: yet I walked more this year. You know, like when I did walk, it was like a really serious, you know, power. I I, I could walk about 15 a mile. Hmm. You know, when I'm serious, and I, so that's that's kind of how I was doing. And sometimes my walking was fast faster than my, you're running. <laughs> 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 so that's my story, so man. There you I'm go. Sticking to Very it, nice. <laughs> all right,
2: all right. So, uh, Mickey, did you have a nice off season? Uh, I did. Because the season is starting now. Mm.
1: Right now, right. Mm. That's right. Probably started on Friday, right? Was Friday when they finally announced the. Complete coaching staff. Oh, the staff coaching day. staff, yeah. Oh, wow. They yeah. waited until Friday. Okay.
2: Yeah. But it's Combine Week this week. Yes. And uh, two weeks from today this is... This is like Bill's big week <laughs> and a Big a half. Green Notebook is here. There's my Big Green Notebook. 2023 Big <laughs> Green <laughs> NFL remember Draft Scouting. like you, you up, upgraded. Did you upgrade? Uh, no. It no? looks like there's a lot of empty pages in there. There are. I mean, because it, does, it starts this week. <laughs> ah, okay. there we go. I mean, like, all the other stuff, until you get these... Combine times. I mean, you're just wasting time. You like are wasting thursday time. Thursday
1: it starts. Okay, that
2: right? that's the beautiful thing about the combine. We now have, and everyone can access it on the internet. Okay, we got 20 years of uh, comparisons that we can make and understand that. Okay, Michael Parsons is a top 10 pick because mm. he just ran a 4:38, mm. and um, so anyway, this is it. Which, and two weeks from today, free agency starts. The which, negotiations the way, between the players. And uh, a week from tomorrow, the Cowboys have to, and all the other teams have to make their decisions on who gets franchise tagged. So we got another uh, little over a week left on that decision. And um, here it is. The business season is starting now. Speaking of
1: Micah Parsons, Thursday night. Uh, Jason Garrett had his annual Collegiate Man of the Year Award. Jason Witten did. Yes. Did I say Garrett? Yes, you did. He was there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jason Witten, sorry, uh, award banquet. And um, one of the guys that was the finalist, Sean Clifford, the Penn State quarterback. And so when he got done doing his little interview, I went up to him and I said, so help me with the timing here. Was Micah Parsons there when you were there? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I say, why do you say it that way? He goes he goes, that guy. He goes, all he wanted to do is be a running back, mm-hmm. right? And he would come in and always talk to me, like come into the <laughs> huddle and say, hey, not during games but practice. He goes, hey, go tell coach that I need some carries, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I told him you go tell coach that. <laughs> and don't come and tell me. He's the big guy, right? But he said, Yeah, he was he was an amazing athlete. Uh, and he goes, and he always wanted to play every position. So I told him the story about calling himself Mister Football. He mm-hmm. goes, "Oh yeah, that's, that's it. it, that's it." That's it. So that was a nice, nice ceremony Thursday night. Uh, they do it here at the Star and the, the things in the Ford Center. The guy that won, by the way, was Deslin Alexandria, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, born in Haiti, and uh, parents moved him to here and. Got a scholarship to play at Pitt and uh, turned into a pretty good football player. And the one guy that I didn't know much about, Alex Forsyte, he was an offensive lineman from Oregon. Mm -hmm. His dad was one of the people that got shot and killed in Clackamas Town Center just outside Portland when they had a, a shooting
3: Geez, I and, can't. Uh, there's so many now, you can't right, even put them on And it together. was just like listening
1: to, you know, they they do a profile of all the guys that, ahead of time, and that was part of his profile, mm-hmm. having to deal with that. And I was like, oh my lord, think about that. You're 13, 14 years old. Uh, but anyway, nice, nice ceremony. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jason Whitten. I think what he's trying to do is take this thing nationally okay like make it a national award and just sort of you know maybe ESPN actually broadcast it uh, they actually they're getting did. closer. they
3: actually did you said no they don't get it to that point get yeah. it to that point but yeah when you hold stuff here I mean that that's a good stepping stone to credibility right holding it here at the start I remember they had the uh you know, the, the Landry Awards, that was on um, the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was delayed, you know, tape delayed or whatever on the NFL Network. So that's – once you have it here at the Star, that's always a good good platform. Yeah, he goes to so, –
2: NFL Network would pick this thing. Yeah, out. really. That's what I'm thinking. Because they need yeah.
3: content, right? Mm-hmm. Mean, uh,
1: they go to – like uh, they contact like 98 schools, the sports information director, and have all the schools uh, – submit a guy's name and then he's got a committee and they go through all this stuff and come down with the final three mm-hmm. so yeah it's pretty neat pretty pretty nice award kind of, yeah.
3: a, kind of a tear joker too huh
2: yeah yeah
3: yeah wow
2: <laughs> i mean all great stories and in fact last year's winner josh paschal uh i didn't know anything about him before he won and then started doing research on him after he was here for mm-hmm. this award and then uh, really good player too and uh, he's going to have a good career in the NFL. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah, it's kind of neat because it's not just what you do on the field, mm-hmm. what you do off the no field. Doubt. No sort doubt. Sort of like the NFL man of the year. Right. So,
2: anyway, yeah, it was good. And uh, Witten pontificated about the Cowboys, too. He, <laughs> he was, did. He was asked about the uh, current situation. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I mean, he was talking about the change in the on the coaching staff. And when you think about it, with Kellen Moore no longer the offensive coordinator, and of course it was Jason Garrett's offense going back to 2007. This is, mm-hmm. As Witten said, this is the first time in 16 years they haven't been running this same offense.
1: Yeah, and Dak, Dak mentioned, um, you know, it's probably going to change 20 to 30 percent. Uh, d- difference from what they've been doing, but it's still not what they've been doing since 2007 because it's been handed down from, mm-hmm. you know, Garrett to what, Linehan? Uh, well, Garrett, Garrett, even when he was head coach, then Linehan and then Kellen Moore. So, yeah, they've been in the, the same offense. I wonder if that makes a difference when teams. Prepare for you, mm-hmm. although other teams' coaching staffs change so much. Right. It's not like, oh yeah, I remember in two thousand eight they were. Do-, you know, mm-hmm. those coaches aren't the same.
2: And it's but, and it's not as if McCarthy didn't have any input. Yes, uh, yeah, the last what, three years too. That's what I think people right.
1: miss. Right, like I keep saying, there was a reason he had a headset on. And a play sheet in his hand mm-hmm. during
3: the games, right? I still, I still hope that there are some visible changes mm-hmm. uh, in regards to our uh, uh, play calling habits. Uh, there are times when you know things are pretty obvious. You don't, you don't want your quarterback sitting back in the pocket today. You know your, your offensive line, they, they're having some issues. You know blocking uh, the run. You know in this particular game, we're not, we're not getting any movement up front on the line. I wonder if those uh, uh, decision makings, the, the, the decision making plays that he calls, are going to be have a different pattern to it. In other words, uh, uh, you know, the, the offense coordinator we had, he may have a certain tell every time he gets in this situation. Oh, I'm going to continue to pass the ball now, or continue to run the ball. You know, the, the you know, the the, uh, uh, the happenstance just might be a little bit different this time, and hopefully, instead of uh, Cowtowing, I would say, and and going for the the meager yards. Sometimes you might want to go for it. You understand? Well,
2: everyone has their own
3: DNA. Yeah, uh, there you go. Right. That's and, what I mean. That's and, what I mean. Uh,
2: and I think that that Kellen's DNA was more throwing the football. Mm-hmm. You know, so that when it comes down to, all right, a crunch time of a game, or you get in the in the heat of battle, you're going to go. I back can to throw your for DNA. four
3: easier than I can run for four. Yeah. 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 And that he did hang his hat on that. That's part of his DNA. I don't know if you know Schadenheimer, uh, you know whatever he does uh, when he comes in, or um, if McCarthy might be a little bit uh, have a little bit more different pattern. Well, Witten finished that with saying, "So if
1: th- those changes, or he said, if that changes, meaning the system, or doesn't change, um, you know, or what it feels like, you know." Uh, There's been a lot of top offenses in that system uh, through these different coordinators. So he did point out that offenses have been pretty good uh, over the years Mm -hmm. with with this Cowboys team over those 16 seasons.
2: All right. So, uh, did you catch any XFL this weekend? Last night we had a matchup of uh, Wade Phillips against Bob (laughs) Stoops and the Houston Renegades, or the Houston Roughnecks winning (laughs) over the Arlington Renegades. And Mickey has a Uncle
1: Wade two and oh. He's two and 0 oh as <laughs> an XFL oh. head coach first first acting.
2: wins as a as a head coach since his days with the Cowboys. And he was acting like this is no big deal. This
1: is what I do. It's not <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> I'm <laughs> two and oh. you know what he's and I'm going to put pressure right. on opposing quarterbacks.
3: They <laughs> 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 they shut him out. I tried like the second half, right? Yeah, I
1: tried watching. I went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what?
3: American Idol was much more entertaining. Wow, <laughs> I, w- I just knew you were going to say something like, you know, Indy five hundred or something. No, no, American you're, Idol, you're... Was, <laughs> American Idol was more
0: competitive.
1: <laughs> the offensive lines and the quarterbacks just spraying the balls all over the place. It was it was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. About as hard to watch as the second half of the Mavericks game.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was tough.
1: So I want to, I want, I want somebody to point out this stat for me. Just like everybody's pointing out, you know, when you have a 27-point lead, there were 180-something and O. Oh. I want to know how quickly a team in the NBA had established a 27-point lead. Because that's 27 point lead was in a quarter and a half.
2: Yes, it was. Right?
1: Yes. That's a long time to hold a lead in the NBA, <laughs> right. by the way. That's the stat. Because I they got it down to I 14 to,
3: by halftime. By halftime, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, but that's, I know you're not giving them a pass, are you? Because, no, no, yeah. but
1: I'm saying not everybody has a 27 point lead in, you know,
3: what, 12 or however many minutes. Well, you, you 20 can't, minutes. The mentality is you don't want to maintain the 27. Yeah, Throughout you want to build of on the it. game, but chances are a professional foot of, uh, basketball team's not going to continue to, to shoot
1: twenty Exactly, that's right? my that's point. Why that's why they were point. down. They and couldn't get.
3: The def- they were zero for fifteen. The defense came through. Yeah, they. did. That's how it happened. The defense made them shoot shots they don't want to shoot. They made the threes more difficult, and all of a sudden, you got to make the adjustment. And they decided maybe we should just go inside. And big man was working. Yeah, big man was both working. of them. Yes, they were. Anyway, I, I know. How do we get on? I I, it was me. I, I consumed part of my Good game, though. Great
1: game. Great, great game. Yeah, he, I didn't know about that Vanderbilt guy. He was the difference in the game.
3: Mm-hmm. My he son knew, knew about him. Nothing about him. He's, he's a Lakers fan, and when he they when they signed him, him, when they signed him, yes, they did. He said this guy's a Swiss Army knife. That's what he called him, and he did it yesterday. I'm looking back at the, when
2: you're talking about how quickly did a team establish a 27 point lead in the NBA and immediately thought a game seven between the Mavericks and the Suns right. uh, in no. May. And no, it was a yeah, I think it was a 30 point lead at halftime. Mm-hmm. But last night or yesterday afternoon, it was uh, they got to 27 got quicker than yeah a 14 than that
1: one. point lead in NBA is nothing, nothing right yeah.
2: when you got a half to play. It was 57 27 at halftime of that game seven, and they held on to that
1: yeah. Lead. Wow.
2: So, so anyway, uh, Kyrie and Luca are now one in three when they are playing together.
3: But boy, they so. are exciting as hell. Mm-hmm. That I can tell you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like watching them more. You know, the losing that's a whole other thing.
2: There were some faces in the crowd yesterday afternoon too. Ah, you I saw that?
3: That picks yeah. up now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that picks up. Uh, afternoon there game. A, mm-hmm. There
2: was a two-time Super Bowl MVP in the crowd, getting it back to football. I saw that. I saw the that. Holmes uh-huh. mm-hmm. it was in the crowd. All right, so uh, here he is. Mickey has uh, filled up two legal pads. He's got the marker out on a bunch of notes. And so we're going to hit all of that when we come back here in just a moment here on Mix Shots. Fuchsia (laughs) color.
4: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
0: We paid how much for those lessons?
4: Shh, she's doing great.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? Torrential, what's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
4: Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
0: What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling... How about them cowboys? You call it Miller time in Dallas.
3: Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light
0: beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
3: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, (laughs) proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, kpostcompany.com. And if you needed a free check on your (laughs) roof, it started raining awfully hard last night around...
2: Midnight, maybe. Yeah, it did. I can tell you exactly when I was driving home from work <laughs> at eleven thirty. Really, Holy it hit cow. through one fourteen through Grapevine about one, uh, mm. 11.30 last night is I about got blown off the road. I would imagine, and it was, it, I came out of nowhere. I left a TV station <laughs> where the weatherman said it's fine. <laughs> I trust them anyway. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I was like out of nowhere. All of a sudden, it got windy and rainy, and it was, uh, but it it didn't last long. No, about 15 minutes mm-hmm. maybe. My truck shows it today, though. It is rather dirty. It was a dirty wind. And that, it, that it
1: sure was. My daughter's uh-huh. car
2: is filthy
3: right now. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: That's right.
1: Well, it came from Amarillo. They it, showed the, the – There it is,
2: West
3: Texas. <laughs> they, picked West up, Texas they picked up some Amarillo and just dropped it all That's over right. the, it was the, almost the they the couldn't place, uh. They couldn't see. It was the,
1: the, 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 there was so much dust in the air. And
2: uh, uh, bad tornadoes up in Oklahoma yeah. uh, last night, in fact. At the uh, OU campus, uh, there was a bunch of damage uh, around Norman. All right, what is on your legal pad? Uh, well, you've got you've you've got a coaching staff over there that's all yes. marked up. It seems like there have been some changes here in the last month on this coaching staff. We need to talk about. I've got ten changes,
1: either newcomers or repositioned guys, uh, like. Jeff Blasco, who was the assistant offensive line coach, he is now the run. He's now the running backs slash run game coordinator. So he moved from the offensive line uh, to the running backs coach, takes Skip Pete's uh, place. Also, uh, Chase Haslett, uh who was I, I think he was one of the. Um, oh, what do you call it, Um, quality control coaches. He is now an assistant tight ends coach. Uh, We've talked about Brian Schottenheimer moving from analyst to offensive coordinator. Mike Solari, who was coaching when Everson was playing for the Cowboys, (laughs) is now the offensive line coach, takes over for Joe Philbin. And Scott Tolzine, who was just kind of an offensive assistant, is now the quarterback's coach taking over for Doug Nussmeier. So those are the uh, main changes on the offensive uh, side of the ball. Any of
3: that catch your eye? Well, I, you know, I know it's kind of old news, but uh, when you have a running back that makes the Pro Bowl and has a great year, you still get rid of the coach? I think here is
1: my notion of what took place. So Skip, Pete, been in the league 24 years. Also a factor. I believe. Also a fact. And I think a couple things stood out to me, and we go through the rest of it. Number one, new voice. Number two, getting younger. And maybe number three, getting less expensive. Because you got to figure, if you've been in the league 24 years, mm-hmm. your salary is probably pretty yeah. high, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- so th- other than Schottenheimer being 49 and Solari 68, mm-hmm. the staff got younger. Um, Blasco, I, I didn't look up his – but he's like in his upper 30s, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, Hasslett's young. Scott Tolzien is young, Um, so they got a little bit younger. But yeah, you're right. Um, But again, this the staff was pretty heavy too, with a lot of assistance to the assistant, Mm -hmm. Uh, and
3: so some of that changed. So did we? What was the what's the final cut down number? How many? Positions did we did we save did we get rid of? Yeah, I don't know if
1: they because they've got so many quality control guys, analytics guys they kind of boosted. I'll give you a because the special teams stayed the same, the strength and conditioning uh, staff stayed the same. Uh, on defense, um, they didn't resign Leon Lett, who'd been here quite a few years, yeah. Yeah. but they brought in Sharif Floyd who coached Mm -hmm. with him during training camp, I believe. He was uh, like a part-time assistant Mm -hmm. for training camp, the guy that everybody wanted the Cowboys to draft, if you remember, and then they didn't do it. and Caused an uproar. Um, Also –
2: So basically he takes Leon's place? Yes. He's
1: he's quality control assistant defensive
2: line. And Leon uh, turns 55 in October. Okay. So they get – 25 years younger there. Probably. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Skip Pete turns 60 uh, January 30th and uh, Blasco turns 40 on July 6th. They okay. got 20 years so I younger close. there. was close. I said 39. 20 20 years younger there. Right. Um uh, Tolzine also... uh, Tolzine is 35 and uh Nussmeier is 52. Mm-hmm. So, you're 17 years younger there.
1: They got younger, and then they also brought in as a quality control assistant linebacker coach, Darian Thompson, who had played here. was here. here.
2: Um, Just last year, basically. Yeah, he wow. I
1: mean, he didn't play. 21. 20, 2021 was his right. last year uh, to end up playing. So, yeah, they, they did get younger. Also, linebackers. So... George Edwards, I bet he's in his 60s. He's
2: 55, 55, 56 now. But
1: he'd been in the league 25 years, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they turned that back over to Scott McCurley.
2: Who's 42.
1: And he had the job in 2020. And then when they got uh, George Edwards, who had been a linebackers coach, Mm -hmm. defensive coordinator, they called him a senior defensive assistant. They basically gave him the linebacker. So now it goes back to uh, Scott. Just for McCurray. one year? Just for one year? Just one year, yeah. yeah. Actually, that year, I still think Sean Lee was coaching the linebackers. <laughs> Just watching practices and see who was doing all the talking. It was Sean Lee.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, 10, 10 changes. I wonder if they talked to Sean Lee about uh, if he would be interested in coaching.
3: I yeah. I haven't heard much from him. It's
1: because he's has got a uh, mansion in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, Frisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Working 12 hours a day or taking a walk on the mm-hmm.
2: beach, right? Him, it wouldn't be 12 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, right. You talk about someone's DNA. Probably 16. Uh, yeah, right? he's probably
3: going crazy out crazy. there in Santa Barbara. Yeah, right now. probably. Yeah. Yeah. We'll,
1: we'll just see how Keep much. Keep an longer. eye on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, same thing with
1: Witten. They asked Witten about right. it, and his his response was basically, you know, I'm I'm making a difference here in high school, and my kids. Are a couple more yeah, that years was the
2: key to go. Yeah. I think his uh, oldest is a sophomore, maybe going to be a junior, All right? And then uh, the other boy, I think, is a couple of years younger, probably, probably going into his freshman year, freshman maybe. Year, maybe. Yeah.
1: yeah. So he pointed that out, mm-hmm. but so he didn't
2: still. He didn't t- totally dismiss. No, it. I, I think six years from four, five, six years from now, either a college job or once Tennessee goes bad again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Because I bet he could put a
1: staff together.
2: I mean, Doug Peterson Peterson did that. I mean, Doug Peterson, after his playing career, he coached at a small private school in Louisiana Mm -hmm. and probably, I I don't know his family situation, I assume maybe he had kid playing. And and then he got on the Eagles staff and within five years he's coaching in the Super Bowl and now he's the Jacksonville Jaguars. You
3: got to love that guy. Mm -hmm. I like Doug Peterson.
1: I always did. I yep. always did. They so. would get Everson a coaching
3: job. No, right? oh, no, hell no. <laughs> nope. I'm good right over here, where I can complain without having to deal with others. <laughs> that's a good point. So, so anyway, that's that's
1: the changes they made, and you know we'll see, you know how it turns out because, you know you don't make all these changes without the thought of okay now we've been good now can we get better and there's no. Regression time here, right? right? There's no uh, honeymoon time for a bunch
3: of new coaches. They got to get better. You know, it's interesting. Go ahead. I I was was gonna say the only thing that that concerns me, and you know, we've been, we've all seen a lot, been through a lot. I remember uh, in the '80s, we lost three in a row, three championship games in a row, and Tom decided to start. Okay, we got to do something different. You know, but what he did differently didn't help. It hurt. So the moves that he made after that, they were the wrong moves. You know, there's you know, personnel, you know, versus uh, the patterns that you use and, and, like you said, the DNA that you have as a coach. I'm hoping that these moves that we made weren't the wrong moves. That's the only concern about it. Just making moves for the sake of making moves, mm-hmm. that's not the whole point. But if, you, if, you ha- if, if what you're doing, you know, makes sense all the way up into uh, better victories – in certain moments, you know, changing the way we react in, in in certain big moments of a game, you know, changing our our uh, uh, our uh, habits, you know, once we get into a certain situation, you know, if that makes, will this make us better or will it make us worse?
1: See, I think the key thing will be the changes on offense, because defensively, with uh, Dan Quinn coming back, uh, Aiden Dirty is still the defensive line coach. Uh, Al Harris is still the defensive backs coach. Uh, and Joe Witt, still secondary pass game coordinator on, uh, on defense. So those spots, those main spots have stayed the same. And remember, Dan Quinn, um, you know, he, he's the defensive coordinator, but he can help out on the defensive line or,
3: I think, at linebacker, too. A, que- a question. Do you guys think the defense got better? after we had that middle of season slump, as we as we got towards the end of the season, do you think our defense got better? I think I we'd have to look at the scores. Uh, didn't
1: have I mean they still led the league in takeaways, mm-hmm. not as many as last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that in a couple games that they lost that, you know, kind of goes on Dak's ledger. That's right. He put up 28 points mm-hmm. in the overtime loss to Green Bay mm-hmm. and 34 in the overtime loss to um, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand it was the pick six that ended the game, but he still put up 34, and that wasn't enough to win the game. So there were times where the defense uh,
3: struggled. I, I think, uh, even, and I think things got better actually after the Jacksonville game. And I, don't, I, I wasn't necessarily worried about points as much as you could see that the defense was really starting to take control of games and our offense built off of them. Uh, even if you look at the Washington game, you look at even the, uh, the Titans game. Those two games – you know, the, the the defense was really playing with one hand tied behind the backs because we weren't using our entire a playbook in a couple of those games that we were coming towards the end <laughs> of the season. T- Tennessee was playing with two hands behind their back. <laughs> <laughs> the Q, you mean the QB position? The, the QB they're... Right. <laughs>
2: and so. And I, then I, in and even the Washington game, they were playing the rook, rookie Sam Howell was mm-hmm. playing quarterback.
3: I, but I, yeah. and, and I think we, that somehow, I think it, it let us. It gave us a better look at ourselves. But I at think at the end of the season.
1: But one of the things it did, I think, the injuries to the cornerback position kind of exposed uh, a lack of depth there mm-hmm. that they didn't have. You know, I, I uh, Bland stepped up,
3: played well, but they were still a guy short. And that, and with that having said that, I thought they salvaged good performances. Through all of that. Right. And I'm talking about maybe including the San Francisco game. I'm talking about maybe the last five games of the season, including up to the San Francisco game. I think they, they, yeah, you know, regardless of who they were going up against, they made all their goals, you know, to keep the game in hand for the offense. The offense just went, went, wasn't doing much in a couple of those games.
2: Right. You know, but, but the, it's a key thing for any NFL team to do is take an honest look At what you did during that season. And uh, let's look at the last half of the season. And so this is something that goes on behind the scenes. It went on a month ago, you know, as soon as the season ended back. um, Second half of the season, after that Minnesota win, 40 3, okay, went over the Giants, 28 20, Giants, solid team, okay, so that's a good win, Mm -hmm. okay. Indianapolis, okay, was a turned out to be a 54 to 19 win it was 22 to 19 going into the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. basically okay or whatever it was indianapolis is not a good team Mm -mm. houston not a good team 27 23 win thank god (laughs) lost to jacksonville which was turning into a decent team and Mm -hmm. made the playoffs okay 40 to 34 that's a loss philadelphia 40 34 win backup Mm -hmm. quarterback tennessee 27 13 win backup quarterback Washington lost 26-6 to in, in the last game of the season, backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then you're facing Brady and the Bucks in the postseason and then the Niners. So, I mean, you just have to take a – look. Ask a look. question, honest, honest look, look. look, okay, second half of the year. And then the, what's the other thing? The production of Parsons uh, and pressure in the quarterback down the stretch of the season.
1: Right, and, and using him almost – Exclusively at defensive end, mm-hmm. um, I still like him better at linebacker. I just you know, if if you want to spot him as a defensive end, but I just don't know that first and second down he needs to be playing
3: defensive end. I think I, I, he's more I, valuable at linebacker. What what can't you've got to find someone that can hold it down as he's in the, in the back, you know, playing against the run. Right and, until you find that person. Then, then Mickey Spagnola will not be satisfied. <laughs> well, you, and you might be right.
1: Because Dorrance Armstrong started the season off like he was shot out of a cannon, and then <laughs> all of a sets. sudden it, it leveled off. Um, it's a long season. Sam Williams, all right, and spots, but he wasn't like a full-time He's defensive a rookie. end. Right, he was mm-hmm. a rookie. And, and I think it showed, especially against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's hard for, for Parsons the way he's built to play defensive end against the run, taking on guys that are eighty it to hundred pounds. There's a reason heavier.
2: that most teams rotate uh, guys up front. Right. It takes a lot out of you.
1: So play after play. Interesting to see what they do, um, you know, especially at. Uh, defensive tackle. Now, they had young guys that I thought played decently, but, you know, they did have
3: some struggles stopping the run. You know, um, when you look at Parsons and you see him at the end of a game, he's spent. I mean, I'm sure all of them are spent, mm-hmm. of course. But just to what you said, he seems to be just, you know, have nothing left down the stretch and when you really need him. You know, someone approached me about, should he change his workouts? Should he change the way he prepares for a season? You know, should he maybe become heavier and play defensive end if you're going to be playing that a lot more? Right. You know, because he's getting caught in space a lot, you know, when when you show his weaknesses on the edge. I just like him blitzing as a linebacker Mm -hmm. because now they don't know where he's lining up.
1: I thought early in the season when they were lining him up, they had a four-man line and he was the fifth outside of DeMarcus Lawrence. I thought that was awfully effective. Mm-hmm. Now maybe they're looking at matchups to see, oh, he can take care, advantage of this or that. But it's it's when he's got his hand underground as one of or not hand on the ground, but standing in one of four on their front of the defense, the running backs over there, the tight ends over there. Uh, and it makes it difficult. It does. I mean, even, you know, someone said when they out interviewed him at Ticketstock, um, you know, they said something about, you know, defensive ends getting their hands on me or on you. And he goes, no, they don't get their hands on me because I'm around them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes getting around is further, right? Mm-hmm. And there ain't nobody rolling out to his side either, by the way. You know, it's always a way. So now he's chasing backside. Mm-hmm. But he still had 13-and-a-half sacks.
2: All right, uh, when we come back here on Mixed Shots, how about we take a look at what truly are this team's needs as we go into the new season <laughs> of a building one. a team uh, with the combine <laughs> the this big week. big green and notebook. <laughs> free agency coming up right after that when Mixed Shots continues in a moment.
0: We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh, yeah, Totally.
2: Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more.
1: To make shots. Get ready for 2023 DCRB auditions with Dallas Cowboys Rhythm in Blue prep classes every Monday night at Next Step Dance at the Star in Frisco from 8 to 9 p.m. Learn proper stretching technique, choreography, drills, and tips from the DCRB director and dancers. Learn more on Instagram at Blue or DallasCowboys.com slash DCRB. Rhythm and Blue? Rhythm and Blue. No S? No, it's not a song. Blue no, let me sing.
3: <laughs> Bill does trust, Bill his name. trust
1: <laughs> It's not rhythm and blues. It's rhythm and blue. Because blue rhythm is Dallas Cowboys' blue. rhythm,
3: rhythm, in rhythm
2: blue. and blue prep classes every Monday night. Next Step Dance at the Star in Frisco, 8 to 9 p.m. They could have gone either way.
1: No, it's not blues. I mean, it can still be blues. No, it's blue because they're. they're The
2: cowboy blues. They're cowboy
1: yeah, blues. You, you can go rhythm plural on the color. When you say blues,
3: it sounds like it's a song. It's a plural of blue. <laughs> That's all it is. It's a plural of the color.
2: The, the dance team has rhythm, and the color is blue. You're blue. Is what right, you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a play on words, is what that yeah, is. thank you. Rhythm and blues. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but it's not blue.
2: And then blues can also be sad, and so you don't and, want and that. And that's what he's
3: right? saying, but I'm yeah. saying you could it's a, it could be plural of the color. That's all uh-huh. I'm saying.
2: Okay. All right, let's make things happy with this roster. All okay. right. Uh, Biggest needs going into this offseason as the Combine starts. As you're watching players work out, and, then, and the workouts actually, the on-field uh, TV presentation will be starting on Thursday. As you watch the position groups work out, uh, get your first taste of uh, what's available in the draft. And then you got free agencies starting two weeks from today what is it? What positions of need are uh, Cowboys uh, looking at that they really need to fill? You want me to give you
1: right off the top of my head? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cornerback, wide receiver, tight end, linebacker. Quarterback? Cor- Corner. Cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke. Don't choke.
3: <laughs> they do need a quarterback. They do need a quarterback.
1: So can you find one better than Will Greer in the like sixth or seventh round?
2: God, you, you always got to be looking. Okay. I'm not saying right now he's better than Will Greer, but.
1: I mean, that's what you're looking at if you can re sign Cooper.
2: Let me Wush. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If Patrick Mahomes is in this draft, <laughs> mm-hmm. if Patrick Mahomes is in this draft, you're Mike McCarthy, Scott Tolzien, the scouting brain trust, Aaron Rodgers, they, Rogers, they love this player. This player is has a potential to be a Patrick Mahomes. Man. Wow. Would you? Well, are you
1: more brilliant than the other 25 well, teams? Andy Reid
2: apparently was. Because they traded okay. up. They, they traded up and they gave up draft picks. Okay. To and move who, up to number eleven or whatever it was to take was Patrick their, Mahomes. Draft, Alex Smith.
1: Yeah. Alex
2: Smith was their quarterback. Okay.
1: And they weren't happy with him.
2: But, I mean, he was at wherever he was in his – I mean, let me look back up Kansas City, what they were doing then, what how Alex Smith was doing. But keep going.
1: I think they had problems in playoff games. Maybe. All right.
2: Or take it back to Green Bay. Get Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And, he was and he had torn, Aaron
1: Rodgers, the yeah, 25th pick. But he was getting close, right?
2: Yeah. Well, it, here it's more and I'm not pro- proposing this. I'm right. just saying, I know what you're saying, can they It's a it's a contract deal with with Dak where he's got 2 years left on this deal and the mm-hmm. amount of money that you're paying for the quarterback. It right. has nothing to do with his uh age. Right. Yeah. So basically so,
1: if if you're
2: not trading up And I'm not saying that this player would supplant Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott may play great the next two years, but then you have this player
3: either as a backup or a guy that you can trade. So how is that working out in Green Bay right now?
2: Yeah.
1: How guy is
3: hadn't
2: it? got on the field, basically.
3: Yeah. And are you in? But he's not
2: Patrick Mahomes. Are you in a win
1: now? They keep
3: they keep talking about him. <laughs> That's the way they talk about him.
1: They, they're putting all their eggs in this basket. So are you in a win now situation?
2: You're winning now at Dak, right? But if you Taking give up a first step. round. Was, was Kansas City? What's that? What's Kansas City? But they were
1: going to move on from Alex Smith. Okay. Are you moving on from Dak? That's what I'm asking. Uh, hold on. Because you're giving up a first round pick, right? Mm-hmm. Next year.
2: So two firsts. That, I'm looking up Alex Smith right now. So,
3: so yeah, you give him up, then so you don't. Have, I don't get. You don't a first have money round. for anything else. You don't have any money for another wide receiver, right? I don't get a first-round wide receiver or a cornerback or a tight end.
2: Mm-mm. All right, what? Okay, Mahomes is 2017. Is that the year he came in? You think people around here will
1: stand for? Well, we're looking at the future.
3: <laughs> the this future is, this in is, Dallas this is, is why the next I'm bringing day. it up. This and then is, you bring in these players that. Future. You know, they look okay, you know, and just okay until the moment comes and then they look horrible. And then what if you miss? And that happens with quarterbacks a lot. Right? Because
0: how Zach
1: many Wilson. how many how many good quarterbacks do you think are in this draft? Like first round guys? Four?
2: All right, here's what was happening in Kansas City at the time that they made the decision to draft Patrick Mahomes in the first round and gave up. Picks to do it. They were coming off in 2016. They were 11-4, and four, and Alex Smith made the Pro Bowl. 11-4? and
1: four.
2: What did they forfeit two games? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Alex Smith, as I'm looking at oh, Alex Smith's that was stats. His, so he, oh, his okay. record was 11-4. and four. Good point. All right. So, so <laughs> Alex Smith, as the starting quarterback, was 11-4, and four, and he made the Pro Bowl. All right. They draft Mahomes, and he was 32 years old. Mm-hmm. They draft Mahomes, and in 2017, Alex Smith as the starting quarterback went nine and six, and he made the Pro Bowl. Passed for four thousand yards. He had twenty six touchdowns and five interceptions. Wow! All right, then Mahomes became Alex Smith. Bye bye, and so he when they when they drafted uh, Mahomes, he had Smith had one more year. In Kansas City, okay. and then he went to Washington the next year. So Mahomes did not play his rookie year, sat, and then started the following year. So actually, Kansas City at that point was a year. It, it, we'd be looking at the 2024 draft, like going into next year with Dak's situation. difference is Dak's got two years left on mm-hmm. his deal here, so what, and the age and so the forth. Age but, is yeah. Yeah. But, but the money is yes. the issue, yeah. because the the $40 million a year is what Straps you from putting, which gives a team in more incentive now to go looking for that quarterback. Because if you can get a quarterback who can come in, even a second-rounder like Jalen Hurts, you can look at the team that you can put around a guy mm-hmm. that who can and that's where start I'm headed, Bill. on a Super Bowl was, team.
3: So you, you bring in Mahomes. Does the wide receiver position change? Do you bring? Did, did someone else come in mm-hmm. along with him? you know, who could make a difference for Patrick Mahomes that maybe uh, Alex Smith didn't have. Uh, I don't know if their running game was different. Did they bring in better linemen? You know, things of that nature. Because, you know, if it's just Patrick Mahomes, based on what I've seen, I can get that. But everyone's not going to come in like a Patrick Mahomes and make a difference. Right. you got to bring in somebody else with him mm-hmm. if your receiving call or your offensive game plan isn't up to par.
2: Bottom line is if you do something like that, you better be right on that quarterback. Well, yeah. But and then you, you look have, at San Francisco. And they traded so much to, to go up and get Trey Lance. And Trey Lance hadn't contributed yet. And yet the 49ers are in the NFC Championship game.
1: And what if you're – The Chicago Bears, Mm. because you got the first pick in the draft, Mm -hmm. but you already got fields, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Are you you sure he's your guy? That's what
2: makes it so fascinating.
1: And who are, like I said, who do you think are the top four quarterbacks in the draft? Because I saw a list, and C.J. Stroud was not on it. Really? And I was like, well, really, I th- I was thinking. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's got another year. <laughs> no, right? you're not wrong. He's got to be. He's got to be on that list, right?
3: Hmm. That must be an interesting. Maybe list. I misread the list. Maybe he was first, and then they mm-hmm. listed everything. That's what else. it was. Yeah. Because it's it's no way you can say. I mean, he's to me. He and Bryce Young. Yes. Right? Yes. That's the the top two. That's what I thought the way it goes.
1: Supposedly, I'll go back to Bryce Young. How he handled his. Uh, interview the davy o'brien award when he had to fly from tuscaloosa to here uh, and uh, he flew right back and they interviewed him the next day on the ticket and and i think it was corby said well i mean did you have to go to class that ne- or that workout the next morning after you were here i'm sure coach saban had let you pass on that <laughs> <laughs> he goes you obviously don't know no, Coach Saban. I was just say,
3: <laughs> you don't assume anything yeah. with Coach Saban. Yeah, yeah.
2: And in that 2017 draft, there was one quarterback taken before Patrick Mahomes, and that was your Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky went number two overall.
3: Mm. That's and, crazy. And
2: Mahomes went number ten overall.
3: Mm-mm. I mean, for just a second, Trubisky was. Heralded.
2: So the teams that passed, Cleveland had the first pick, took Miles Garrett. Chicago took Trubisky, number two. San Francisco took Solomon <laughs> Thomas, number three. Jacksonville, Fort, uh, Leonard Fournette. Tennessee took wide receiver Corey Davis. The Jets took Jamal Adams of safety out of Hebron High School. Chargers, wide receiver Mike Williams. Carolina, running back Christian McCaffrey. Cincinnati, wide receiver John Ross. And then the Chiefs, Mahomes.
1: And they gave up what?
3: Um, does it say? Yeah, I've got to look it up. I really would like to see what kind of changes they made. If along any. with it. Like, was Tyreek Hill there yet That's or right. not, not That's there? That's right. Or a Tyreek Hill like person, you know, someone close. I don't know. Buffalo I, I traded
2: number ten overall to Kansas City in exchange for Kansas City's first and third round selections. Kansas City had the twenty-seventh and the ninety-first pick, as well as a first round selection in twenty eighteen.
3: I dare ask, do you know what those
2: you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two first was yeah. Josh Allen? Okay, the um Okay, so, so what did I say, 27? Let's see, Buffalo. And that dr- took uh, Tredavious White, cornerback from LSU, in the first round. And then the third-round pick was, where are they? Did I say 90-something? Where'd it go? Oh, don't tell me they traded it. Oh, yeah, they did. Mm. It gets too confident. So right, right, what, right, what, right. what about yeah. the
1: next year's first? Ah. <sighs> Since you got it, it's pretty
2: easy to get there. No, not where, from where I am. Oh, but okay. Well. If you'll just talk for two seconds, did, I'll get there.
1: When did Tyreek Hill get there?
2: Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done this research ahead of time. Well, I didn't know it was. I was going to ask the question <laughs> ahead of time. All right. And then the next year, Buffalo took oh, – shoot. Shoot. They took Josh Allen in that draft the next year, the uh-huh. seventh pick, but that was from Tampa Bay. Well, maybe they right. – Where was the Kansas City pick? And they took Tremaine Edwards, linebacker. That was from Baltimore. How many picks they have in this draft? Well, in I don't them?
1: know, but they, ten, did. Ten, <laughs> they, ten, <laughs> they did pretty well.
3: Hmm. Yeah. So he was in the 2016 draft. It was, there were too many trades. Tyreek Hill was. 16? In okay. 2016 So he was there now. already. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So there you go. All right. Any more needs? Uh, (laughs) You said cornerback. Cornerback. And? Wide
1: receiver. Yep. Tight end. And it may be
3: running back, depending on where they go and what they do. That's the most confusing to me. Right? Yeah, that's the one that's most up in the air. But I think we do know that wide receiver's got to be one of our top two needs but you had just said in an
2: earlier segment that you needed somebody to, uh, so that you could play Parsons more at
3: linebacker. Well, I don't have – I mean, I can't get all these guys in the first round. Do we round, need another right? offensive lineman? Do we need a right guard A left guard? Do we need a left guard?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you see? I but mean. I don't know if I need it in the first round. Mm-hmm. Now there you go. See,
3: that you did go. last year
2: though. See, you needed that guard no, in the first don't, round. Don't,
3: it was a tackle. We tack- can't bring <laughs> up last year. You see, we can't bring up last year. It was a tackle that played guard. Uh-huh.
1: He's not playing tack I mean guard, he's playing tackle. Uh-huh. So um Well, you can't have a first round pick at every position on the offensive line. <laughs> Goodness
3: Why not? gracious. What did we do with the last decade? Come on. We 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 concentrated on the offensive linemen. I mean, what? That How did get work. Zach? Sometimes you got to. No, gotta, no, I mean, with Zach. Can uh, you develop a guy? With Zach and Tom. But it didn't work. You didn't win a Super Bowl. Oh. Right. But you established a culture <laughs> around here. You had some running backs with some good numbers behind that offensive line. Yeah. The running numbers weren't as great last year. That's true. But they—they they the offensive line I'm talking about that Romo had in front of him, that, you know, what was that, Murray had in front of him. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. what
1: are you what are you doing there, though? Are you keeping Tyron Smith? Are you giving him another shot? We'll see. Or is he that's, that's deciding he himself? And whether he's going to do Terrence Steele ready to start the season?
3: I think I think if 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 he if if Tyron Smith was gonna is gonna quit, I think he would have done it already. Don't you think? You think he would be that person that would drag something like this out, and then all of a sudden, I'm out. I mean, you know, you got to have some communication well, there. We go well, well, the, well, let the
2: me, other thing on that is you, me, don't, you don't know what's been told behind the scenes, right? whether they publicly say it or not. Travis Frederick retired in March. Mm-hmm. Let me put it this way. If he stays,
1: his base salary, $13.6
3: I don't know that I'm walking yeah, out the no. door on that. And, and so, yeah, I, I would say he'd be here. You know, I don't, I don't think he's that person that would drag something like this out. I think we would have known by now what he was going to do. And the fact that he hadn't done anything, that means he's going to be here. That's that's just my opinion. Mm.
1: And if they can somehow convince him to reduce a little bit of that um, and give him guarant- – because he's out of guaranteed money, by the way. Um, you know, that's one of the things that they're going to have to look at. You know, it's the same thing with Zeke. He's out of guaranteed money.
3: So, so,
2: you, you, so it could be a situation where there's negotiating going on and then the player <laughs> has to make a decision. Is it worth it? Doing those negotiations, you've got
3: the management playing psychological games. Like, hey, man, how do you feel? Mm. Are you mm-hmm. okay? You and look, then like, you look you, like you're limping a little you bit. You've got you right? to
1: know what your market value is. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm a free agent, they cut me, is somebody going to pick me up? And how much will they pay me? And I think that's
3: where the agent has to earn his money. I was going to say, that's not as hard as it used to be back yes, in the day. right. That's something he can find out very quickly. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. As an agent,
3: as an agent. Because
1: someone someone said, I read, someone pointed out that market value for Tony Pollard is $11.9 million a year. And it's like, okay, are you sure about that? What would his franchise be? Ten one. And... Is somebody going to pay him that coming off his injury? Sight unseen. Got to factor that in, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other fallacy I see in some of this stuff where they say, okay, here are the top people that need to either be reconstructed, contracts, or cut. They point out what the cap number is. I don't care about the cap number. I care about the base salary mm-hmm. because the cap number is going to be some of it's going to be dead money if you let them go. So it's not like, oh, his cap number sixteen, and if you cut him, you know you're going to save. No, you're going to save the base salary. You're still going to have probably eight million in dead money. Interesting. And and you know, you, there's only so many, so much dead money you can account
3: for that you. We got to need to have for. a class, mm-hmm. a, a spags class, on. Dead money and and how all of this works. You need to come in We're with a capologist, or maybe we need to <laughs> a We need to get we need to get
1: this. We need to get Todd Williams a in capologist. here. Capologist. <laughs> That's a good one. We'll recruit Todd Williams, right? The guys that have to keep track of that money and come in and just explain it, not yeah, to say okay, this is what we can do or can't do. Just mm-hmm. okay, here's how it's going to work. Yeah. Because and that's
3: what they have to do. That's what Will to right. That's what, that's Will what they're doing do. right that's now,
1: right? right? Uh, the, getting ready for not only the franchise tag, uh, but then free agency, what, March 15th? What are we, Twenty. Well, it's free
2: agencies. Uh, the negotiating period is March 13th. 13th, so but you
1: can't do anything officially until – I mean, you don't become a free agent until the 15th. You can negotiate. But the, the, the signings 13th.
2: are going to be – that's Adam Schefter's big day is March 13th.
1: Right. And then 12 12- – Which oh, is
2: two weeks from today.
1: 12.01 <laughs> a.m. on the 15th,
2: right? That's when it all becomes official. Yeah,
1: because yeah. they'll have these. But you got to know. you got to know what market value is um, before you make some of these decisions. Assi- and the player needs to know that, too. Because you don't – oh, no, I'm not taking that. And you go out and somebody signs you to less. Um Unless you have two teams bidding on you.
2: All right, we're two minutes past time. Past oh, time. no. Yes. yes. Okay, Mickey is going to continue talking. and Bryce uh, Young will not well, throw at well, the Combine. Oh, my. There's breaking news from the Combine. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young will not throw. And um, I'm going to be filling up my big green notebook this coming week, and I'll have some of those reports for you next Monday. And I want to know who's throwing and who's not. There you go. All right, next Monday, 11 a.m. here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys.